You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of Radio.com Sports. Radio.com Sports presenting Big Time Baseball. It's brought to you by the 2019 Mercedes-Benz A-Class. This is Josh Lewin alongside the highly respected tweet machine that is John Heyman. Each week, we're bringing you insight into the top storylines across the majors. And as we get into October, this is the best time. Mike Rizzo is going to join us. His Washington Nationals, of course, made it under the limbo stick. They're in, at least as of this recording, they're in. And Joe Girardi, where is he going to be managing next? We're going to kind of poke around and find out if if he's going to share anything with us about that at all. But he's going to be a guy in demand, so we might as well bring him on the show. Big Time Baseball. It's a part of Radio.com, allowing you to listen to your favorite radio stations free of charge anytime, anywhere. Make sure that you subscribe, of course, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at RDC Sports. John Heyman, as long as we're talking on a Monday and the wild card games haven't happened yet, let's pretend we know what we're talking about. If somebody's downloading this on, say, Thursday, who won? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say I think Oakland. I think Oakland is a winner, and I'm going to say Nats. I'm going to say Nats. So I think the home teams are going to prevail this time. It's hard to predict one game, but uh, Nats are due to – Due to breakthrough in the playoffs, they've been a great team for a long time. Uh, they've had a great finish. They won all the games in their homestand. Their finish was even bigger, at least over the last week, than Milwaukee, which had a great finish as well. And Oakland, I'm a believer, and I, I think they're an outside threat in the American League, uh, despite the fact that Houston and the Yankees were easily the best teams. I always thought of Oakland as a team with the elephant on its sleeves, but the monkey on its back, because every time they get into the postseason – it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Last decade, they they had, what, the nine games, or if they just would have won, they would have advanced, and they couldn't do it. So now that they've got Sean Maniah back, now that they've got Mike Fires being out of this world, uh, is this a team that actually, as you kind of suggested there, John, could actually go forward and make some real noise? Absolutely. I think they are clearly a threat. Maniah has been fantastic since he's been back. Luzardo's an incredible talent. Uh, they may have a monkey on their back, uh, but I would think the Nats have an even bigger monkey because, uh, and we'll talk to Mike Rizzo later, um, it's four times uh, in this decade they've been to the playoffs uh, previously as a division winner all four times, and they lost all four times, three times in the uh, make-or-break game at home. Uh, so, uh, they were, they've been a great team overall, but they've struggled in the playoffs. You could say the same for the A's. Historically, it's been kinder for the A's in the playoffs. As we know, they won three straight World Series, 73, 74, 75. But uh, lately, they, they've 
come close, which is a credit to them with their payroll and their revenue, uh, but uh, haven't quite got over the hump. But I, I do think that they are a threat this year. And as for Washington, you know, all it takes to go forward if you're the wild card team or wild card one or two is to have one great starter. And they, they have that in Max Scherzer. Ryan Braun is 0 for 14 lifetime against him. Lorenzo Cain is 0 for 15 lifetime against him. So uh, I don't mean for this to be a referendum on the one game wild card play in game, but doesn't it strike you that if you have Scherzer, you're simply in very good shape? Yeah, they don't only have Scherzer, but they have Strasburg and Corbin. So they have three of the top 10 pitchers, uh, starters in that league. I know because I did the NL Cy Young vote, and they were three of the top 10. I'm not going to reveal my ballot exactly right now. I'm not allowed to do that. But, uh, yeah, Scherzer, three-time Cy Young winner already. Uh, you know, obviously uh, that gives you an advantage. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's everything in, in the postseason. We have seen the big starter come through in the wild card game. Keuchel, uh, when he was one of the top pitchers in the uh, league, uh, came through with a shutout. We saw Bumgarner come through with a shutout. Uh, it is possible to do that. But, uh, look, Scherzer uh, was out only uh, several weeks ago with an injury. I don't think he's going to be able to throw a complete game. Uh, they may use their other starters in this game, which will help them because, uh, look, frankly, their their bullpen has been an issue. And that's the reason the, that they even had a fight to get in uh, into the final week. So, uh, you know, I don't think we can count on anything. But, yes, yeah, sure, Scherzer uh, having him as an advantage and they're facing a team, Milwaukee, that's built around the pen and the, and the lineup and not the starter. All right. Now's the part of the podcast where I just get to listen to your wisdom because we're talking about managerial upheaval. And there's a lot of it. This could be uh, as many as 10 guys, I think, that probably are looking for new gigs. And, and that's fairly unprecedented. So let's start with the obvious. Joe Madden, I think we all figured, was going to be out. Uh, where does he end up and, and what are the Cubs going to do? Yeah, uh, Joe Madden, uh, I think he's going to get a job. So I think he'll be around somewhere. Uh, I, I could see him with the Angels, uh, who, who let go uh, Brad Ausmus today. Um, he was there for many, many years as a minor league uh, player, manager, and a major league coach. Uh, I could see Philadelphia potentially if they make a change, and I think there's a, a good chance that they will. We may find out when, when this po podcast runs exactly what's going on in Philadelphia. But uh uh, I think that they are a logical team. Now look, Philly and San Diego are in the same boat. They have owners that want to win, willing to spend. Uh, and obviously Joe Madden it could be a bidding war. Uh, so, uh, you know, those are two possibilities uh, for Madden as well. I don't think Pittsburgh is. San Francisco may be an outside chance. Mets may be a real outside chance. Not really uh, seeing that one as, uh, as too likely. Uh, but I, I would say uh, San Diego Angels uh, Phillies for Madden. As far as the Cubs go, uh, you know, I think as we've talked about on the podcast previously, because we all kind of knew this was coming down with Joe Madden, that he was going to get the five years and not be brought back. Uh, obviously had a great record there, but, uh, you know, uh, it's time, as Theo Epstein said, uh, and then making the announcement, uh, you know, you have to have a rapport with the manager and GM, and they had a great one for the first three years, and after that it's been diminishing uh, we've said uh, that David Ross and Mark Loretta are two serious candidates there. David Ross, there's been some question about whether he wants to do it. I mean, it's a dream job. So, you know, perhaps he does want to do it. Uh, he obviously is a broadcaster, has a good job there. Um, so uh, some people have speculated maybe he won't want to do it, and Loretta would be the guy at that point. But uh, those are the two most logical candidates, I think, David Ross and Loretta. 
So Clint Hurdle, after we had heard he would stay, is out in Pittsburgh. And I'm fascinated because it just seems like Clint Hurdle is one of those guys, John, with a shelf life. You know, I mean, he, he was so good for that franchise for so long. And then it's almost like, I don't know if the, the message stops getting through or you just need a change of, uh, of pace. But can Clint Hurdle go somewhere else and, and be that positive, loud, uh, you know, really kind of interesting influence somewhere? Or has his ship sailed? Yeah, I'm not sure that he's going to get another job. I love Clint Hurdle. Everybody does. Uh, they obviously had a clubhouse issue there in Pittsburgh. He didn't have the easiest people. Keone Keela was well known that he was a very tough clubhouse presence. He was brought in there. Obviously, uh, Felipe Vazquez had has some issues. Uh, got into a fight. We know that he's got uh, uh, some legal issues that are uh, rather untoward and ugly right now. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to uh, uh, prejudge what's going on there. He's got some serious issues. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it wasn't the easiest clubhouse, clubhouse but it was a, a problem this year. And uh, it, it did appear that time was going to be up for him there. And nine years is a long time. You know, they say the shelf life is seven to ten. Uh, nine years is a good run. I know he had two years to go at $3 million. So Bob Nutting, who I think all the fans always cry is cheap, is going to eat $6 million there. Uh, they brought Huntington back. I, I think what's going to happen there is that uh, Jeff Bannister has a good job, a, a good chance at that job. Uh, he was a, a coach uh, for Hurdle uh, when the Pirates were actually winning. Let's not forget, they did have a nice run there for Hurdle, and I think he has a good chance. I don't think it's going to be somebody from the coaching staff because, as I said, they had a clubhouse issue. Um, so I, I don't see that. I think they're going to let go um, many of those coaches based on who the new manager may be. But I, I can see Jeff Bannister uh, in, in Pittsburgh. Staying in the NL Central, John, and, and I'll table some of the managerial talk for your last segment that we'll get to after we talk to Joe Girardi and talk to Mike Rizzo. But, you know, the Cardinals just staying in that NL Central, they were a team that was just kind of treading water for so long this year. And then Jack Flaherty kind of planted his flag and everything changed. He ended with another shutout to end the regular season. Are we sleeping on the Cardinals? Is that a team we should be talking about more? Yeah, I thought so. As I was watching their celebration, I'm thinking, you know what? This team isn't as good as the Dodgers or the Braves and hasn't been as good. But uh, it, it's an organization that seems to be able to get it done uh, at the times you don't expect it. Uh, going back and looking, they won a World Series in 2006. And when they just did not have a great team, they won, I think, 83 games in their regular season, barely squeaked in and uh, won a World Series and uh, shocked many of us. And uh uh, you know, if you looked at their celebration, looked at their final games, they seem to be a very together team. I know everybody looks good in a celebration, but uh, they're a very together team. And, you know, I just I wouldn't discount them. You just never know uh, what you may get from them. Flaherty has been absolutely terrific. As I said, I had an NL Cy Young vote. Certainly was a major consideration there. Uh, incredible second half. One of the best second halves I've ever seen. I think Arietta is going to be almost impossible to top as a, as a second half that he had. I think that was 2015, but uh, one of the best ever. And uh, give Flaherty credit. A terrific job. Helped pitch them into the playoffs and win that division. All right. Before we get to Joe Girardi, I want to give you our usual opportunity to just blast away in your trumpet about Minnesota since you picked them way back in March. <laughs> 101 wins. Wow. And Rocco Baldelli is certainly a candidate for manager of the year. But then you say, wait a minute, Bob Melvin won it last year with 97. He won 97 again this year. What did he do wrong? 
why should he be discounted? Then you look at Aaron Boone holding the Yankees together with scotch tape. So who's your American League pick for manager of the year? Yeah, incredible job in Minnesota. Baldelli was fantastic. I, I think he may win it. I, I, I would I would lean toward him at this moment. Uh, Aaron Boone, uh, you know, you could say you want about the Yankee revenue and the Yankee payroll, but the injuries they had were almost unprecedented. To come through there with over 100 wins as well, uh, just an incredible job. I think Melvin's one of the best managers in baseball. He does it every year. Kevin Cash, fantastic in Tampa. <clears throat> if I had to pick one, I'm going to go Baldelli, but uh, I feel badly. All right, speaking of managers of the year, Joe Girardi, if he gets back in it, maybe he'd be looked at as something like that. He's, he's a pretty smart guy. We're going to talk to him next. This is Big Time Baseball. Hey, everybody. Cody Decker here from Swings and Misses, the Radio.com Sports Original, here to talk to you about 4hims.com. 4hims.com is your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And you know what? I'm 32, and I've been taking hymns for three weeks now. Baseball did everything it could to take my hairline away from me, whether it was just wearing a helmet, wearing a hat, or my managers just not playing me. My hair was going away. And I'm 32 years old, and I don't want to be part of this statistic anymore. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help you regrow your hair. 4Hims connects you to real doctors online. Get the hair loss treatment everybody's talking about, featured in GQ, Men's Health, Playboy, just to name a few. Not to mention, I talk about it every day on our Radio.com original Swings and Misses. Go to 4Hims.com slash swings. That's 4Hims, F-O-R-M. H-I-M-S dot com slash swings. All right. Coming on the show now, let's get right to it. Longtime Major League catcher, former World Series winning manager, current Radio.com sports MLB insider. He was the one, the only Joe Girardi. And he's only on because he went to Northwestern. There's now three guys that went to Northwestern talking to each other. So uh, actually, Joe, uh, full disclosure, we are fascinated about you and open managerial spots so uh, everybody's asking you. We'd be remiss if we didn't. Uh, do you think you're going to be managing? You know, I'm not sure. Um, yes, I am interested in managing again, but uh, I, I think we have to see what happens over the next you know, four or five weeks. And if I get an opportunity, we'll see what happens. Joe, I mean, obviously you have a great track record as a manager. I saw much of it in Florida. It was very brief. You were manager of the year in New York. You with you won a World Series. You came within a game in your last year of the World Series. Uh, you won a lot, uh, but it, it, it's an it's a different era right now. It's a different time. Uh, we see uh, managers who have experience sometimes not favored. It seems like inexperience is favored. I was just wondering what you think of this trend and uh, do you feel like uh, there should be a place for someone with your track record? Well, I think it's an interesting trend. I think there's a lot of good managers that are sitting on the outside right now, um, you know, that I've had a chance to manage against and, and know they're very good at their craft. Um, will it affect me? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, you know, the next four weeks holds for me, obviously. Um, you know, there's a number of people that would like to continue to man, uh, manage. Joe Mann would like to continue to manage. Curious to see what happens with him. I'm sure Buck Walter would definitely entertain ideas. I'm curious to see what happens with him. Even Bruce Bochy, I'm not so sure that he's done. So um, it is an interesting trend. Um, it has kind of went that way. And, and some of us guys that have experience uh, have not worked the last couple of years, but maybe it will turn back uh, to the experienced managers and we'll get an opportunity. 
I'm always interested, Joe, when there's a guy like you that's out for a little bit, do you find yourself keeping a dossier? I mean, like, okay, I think I'm going to do this again someday, so I'm going to be ready. Or do you just live your life and whatever happens, happens? No, I, I think you're always ready because, I, you know, with the broadcasting that I'm doing, I'm very involved and in, in understand what, you know, a good portion of what teams have on their rosters. I know it changes a lot in the month of September. I think, you know, when you broadcast games, you kind of uh, manage them in your mind. When I research the the teams that I'm doing it, I, I do it from a manager standpoint because that's how I've always done it. So for me, I, I don't think it, I ever really completely turn it off. It's just, I don't go to the same team every day. You know, Joe, uh, your two managerial experiences were at the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of rebuilding with the Marlins and win now with the Yankees. Uh, I'm wondering now that you've gotten, uh, I think you've been, you managed 11 years to this point, uh, uh, and you obviously have a very good job in MLB Network and do other things uh, and broadcast. Um, how picky do you think you'll be? Do you would you consider a rebuilding situation, or at this point, are you, are you looking to get back to the World Series? No, I, I think you consider everything. I don't necessarily say that this job, you know, I, I have to go to a team that's ready to win now because, I mean, realistically, those jobs aren't open. Um, you know, I don't think Houston's going to open up anytime soon. I don't think the Yankees, the, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, no, I'm, I'm open for anything because I've done a lot of different things. You know, obviously I did a, a rebuild in Florida where we had 23 rookies and, and I really enjoyed that. I came to an experienced team with the Yankees. You know, my first year, uh, we had some youth on that with some of the starting pitchers that we had. And then we went out and signed some veterans and we were able to win the World Series. And then I kind of went through a rebuild there, um, you know, where a lot of young players came up and we were one game um, away from, you know, the World Series in 2017. So I'm open to anything because I, I just enjoy it. Um, and I enjoy putting players in the right position to have success and seeing them, them grow as players as well as people. So there, there is not really one situation I'm saying that is better than the, the next. All right, let me move off of Joe Girardi employment status. Let me ask you about which wild card teams, and I know this might be dated by the time people are listening to it, but as of this recording, there are four wild card teams that have a chance to to get deeper into the postseason. Do you value one over the other three? How do you see the the wild cards? You know what? It's interesting. When I look at Oakland um, and Tampa, I, I, I think – that Oakland's offense gives them a little bit of advantage in a longer series, but I'm not so sure in a one game series where Tampa can do their pitching strategy. They can use a lot of different people um, to match up really well against Oakland's hitters and probably score enough. They can, they can treat it more like a September game. Um, The, you know, so I think that Oakland might be built better for the long haul if you get in a five or seven game series, but I think Tampa matches up really, really good in a one game series. And I would say the same thing about Milwaukee um, because of the lack of, of starting pitching that they've had during the course of the season, they're really built for this September game that is being played um, on Tuesday night in, in a sense, because they can mix and match and they don't have to have five starters. They can take maybe two starters and the other, you know, 11 pitchers can be relievers and they can really make it tough on Washington. So I think Washington's dangerous if they get out of this round, um, but it's going to be tough. 
Joe, I, I do want to hear all your opinions on what's going on in Major League Baseball this year. Uh, certainly all very valid, but uh, this manager thing is going on right now, and I, I guess uh, the Angels just let go Brad Ausmus a minute ago, and so uh, it just uh, keeps going on and on. I think we have five openings now, and uh, we could probably have two or three more, um, but when it's all said and done, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to say about particular jobs, consider some of them are still held by people, but obviously people in New York are clamoring to have you back uh, on the other side of town in Queens, and a lot of people have connected you uh, to the Cubs job, well, that could be one where they go for the inexperience. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you you obviously not only went to Northwestern, you're from Peoria, you uh, with the Cubs, uh, so you have a lot of ties there. Um, well, you know, what would you say about uh, either what they're clamoring for in New York or what people are guessing at in Chicago? Well, the first thing I would say is I feel for all the managers that have, have been let go, and even the guys that have, you know, retired, whether it's a Ned Yost or Bruce Bochy, because I, they're so good at what they do. And, and I know that they're going to miss it, but it maybe it became time in their lives to walk away, but it's never easy being let go because you, you know, as a manager, you put your heart and soul into it. And, um, and, and it's just a really empty feeling when you're let go. So, you know, I feel for all those guys as, as far as those two jobs that you're, you know, talk about that are opening up. I mean, I, I think because there's only 30 jobs, in the big leagues, any job you take is an attractive job. That, that, that's my thought process on that, because it's not like I could just drive down the road and apply for another job in a different city. It doesn't work that way in, in, in the game of baseball. And you got 10 games, 10 teams that are in the playoffs. So those 10 teams probably aren't going to replace the manager. So any job that is open, I believe, is an attractive job. Joe Girardi visiting with us, big time baseball, and just kind of taking a look around here, Joe, at the, at the landscape in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, people in the National League say the Dodgers look like a very complete team. The Astros, a very complete team over there in the American League. Uh, Houston has the most strikeouts achieved by its pitching and the fewest strikeouts that the hitters have had to absorb. That's never been done before. And to me, that's kind of a sign of a complete team, right? If you're actually putting the ball in play, doing it with power, and your pitching is making sure the other guy can't do that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, Houston is really good at what they do. But the thing is, Cole and Verlander can't pitch every game. <laughs> that um, if 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 you see them um, in a seven game series, you're going to get them at least four times, and they're going to be really, really tough on you. But I think they're really a complete team. But when I look at these playoffs, I'm amazed at how many injuries could affect that team's destination. You know, you you look at Houston, and they've covered it all year. But Correa, he's a question mark. He's a question mark for them. Ryan Presley is back, and I think that's really important. And, and you know, but when you look at their four-starter, what does Houston do? So they have some questions that have to be answered. You know, the Dodgers have some questions in, in Turner and Rich Hill and how are they used. And, and you know, there's been questions about that bullpen. Um, it's not a perfect team. You look at uh, the Yankees. You know, Encarnacion didn't play this weekend like they expected. Sanchez played two out of the three games. There's questions there, you know, uh, their ace Severino just came back from an injury, but the ace of the year has a glute problem and there's questions. It's a nerve problem. They're saying, so there's questions about that. You know, you, you lose Yellich if you're the Milwaukee Brewers and then Ryan Braun goes down. So there's questions there. So I'm amazed at how these clubs are doing it with all these injuries. 
and how much it's going to affect them moving forward. But when you talk about maybe the two most complete teams, I would say it's, like you said, Houston, because of the way they strike people out and don't strike out, and their offense is extremely dangerous. But I wouldn't sleep on the Atlanta Braves. But the Atlanta Braves need a healthy Freddie Freeman and a Ronald Acuna Jr. And I would think that they will give the Dodgers a run for their money if they're healthy. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the Astros and the Dodgers, I think they were the chalk. Everybody kind of saw them uh, as great teams this year. And and the Yankees, although the Yankees uh, overcame a lot of injuries to get to their 100 wins. So uh, there were some uh, expected things that came true this year. Uh, but there's also been some surprises at the major league level. Uh, any team in particular or two or even player who really, really shocked you this year and, and really came to the fore when you didn't expect it? Well, I, I mean, I think you could probably go around with Gio Urshela, the, the year that he had. Um, simply a, amazing to me uh, what he was able to do. I think you could probably point out a few guys on on Tampa and what the guys did in their bullpen. Maybe the, the year that Fires had for Oakland, uh, truly amazing. I, you know, and I didn't expect him to pitch that well for that long. Um I mean, you could go around the league. Alvarez, the impact that he had on the Houston Astros and what a dangerous beast he is in a lineup that already has so many great hitters. I I didn't expect him to make that type of an impact. So there's a number of guys. The guy that I'm curious to watch, if, if Oakland gets through this first game, is Jesus Lazardo and the impact that he could have on that bullpen and really help out the Oakland A's. I'm really curious to watch him. That's Joe Girardi. He's going to be managing somewhere we really believe. We just don't know where. We somehow managed two months without you, buddy. So uh, kind of kudos for us. We're a better show when you're on it. So, hey, have a great October. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for your time. And Mike Rizzo, let's talk a little Washington Nationals. There's a lot to get into. John Heyman uh, with the exclusive interview with Mike Rizzo. Let's do that. We are very excited to bring uh, Nationals baseball president Mike Rizzo aboard the show uh, with their wild card game coming against the Brewers uh, very soon. Uh, that is obviously what's on everybody's mind these days. So uh, this is great timing for us. We really appreciate it, Mike. And uh, I'm going to get to the first question, and that is uh, the wild card game itself. Uh, I expressed uh, on the podcast last week that I didn't mind the one game wild card. And uh, on Twitter, uh, about a thousand people told me I was an idiot. One game is not fair. Uh, you've never been in this situation. You've been in the playoffs four times, did a fantastic job, won o- over 90 games five times as baseball president, always had a winning record since you received that promotion uh, eight years ago. So you've done a fantastic job, but there's a lot of pressure in one game. What do, what do you think about the uh, scenario? Well, hey, John, I appreciate you having me on the show, and uh, I'm uh, I'm excited uh, to talk to you about it. But uh, yeah, never had a, a wild card experience like this. Uh, you know, we've had we've had one. You know, we've had win or go home games before. Obviously, we've played in three out of our four playoff scenarios were uh, a game five elimination game. Uh, so you know, we have we have the experience of one and done, but we've never played a, a one game series that uh, that you know kind of uh, dictates uh, your off season and your playoff chances. So going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. You know, we're excited uh, that we can run Max Scherzer out there on the mound for us. Uh, that that makes us feel good. And uh, you know, the team has been playing you know good solid baseball for about uh, 125 games this year. And uh, 
and we feel uh, we feel good as anybody about our chances. Very good. And the one, one game, do you think that's fair or unfair? And I, I do want to ask you about the choice of Scherzer. Obviously, he's one of the best two or three pitchers in the game. Great signing by you. Uh, but, of course, you drafted Strasburg. He's a- excellent. And Corbin also had a terrific year. Was was the decision hard for Scherzer? And do you think this is – is it unfair to just boil it down to one game? Uh, one, you know, one game, uh, you know, that's for others to decide. We're focused in on the one game. You know, we, you know, we, uh, you know, we've, we've earned a record uh, that we have. We, we've earned uh, the, uh, the one game play in uh, type of scenario because we didn't win the division. The Braves played terrific this year. They earned the, uh, the NL East crown. And uh, again, and, uh, and, you know, they'll get the uh, luxury of playing a, a five game series. So, Hey, it's you know it, it is what it is. You've uh, there's there's nothing to look back on. We we put ourselves in this position. Uh, we like I said, we like uh, our chances in a one game playoff, and then and then going on uh, to uh, if we're fortunate enough to play the you know the great Dodger uh, uh, team that's out in L.A. So it it's uh, you know it's it's something that uh, it, it makes you really keep your pedal to the metal and try and win a division. And if you don't, you you you're in this scenario, and you have to you have to deal with. Uh, with the you know kind of the the tougher road into uh, into playing for the World Series, and Scherzer not a tough call I guess for you. I had the NL uh, uh, Cy Young vote to do, and I did that yesterday. And you, you have so you have so many good pitchers. It was a hard call for me with all with all the uh, the five places that I get. That Scherzer's not a hard call for you guys, I guess, for to, to pitch this game. I guess. You know, we, we you know, obviously we have uh, we have several you know candidates that could do it. You know, Strauss has had a, a terrific season for us, uh, as has Patrick Corbin. And uh, you know, we we feel that we have three number ones that we could run out there against anybody and and uh, and feel good about winning it. You know, Max is a three-time Cy Young Award winner. He was on rotation. We set the rotations up. You know, on our last day off for for this format and for this uh, scenario. So you know, Max was prepared to do it. He did his sides and his work, as did Strauss uh, and Patrick. So. You know, everyone's on board and, uh, and, you know, Mad Max was, uh, you know, to me, he was the, he was, he's the ultimate uh, professional and he's the ultimate warrior and, uh, and a guy that, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, in a one game scenario, you, you, you feel really, uh, really good and safe about, uh, about running him out there and, uh, and it, it'll be all hands on deck. You may see Max Strauss and Corbin pitch uh, on <laughs> Tuesday and, uh, and because there's no Wednesday without winning Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, tough to argue with Max, no question about it. You know, they they say the GM's work is really done for the regular season, and uh, you know, some people will say the playoffs are a crapshoot anyway. The GM can't do it. I mean, looking at your record, it's as good as anyone's in the regular season. As I said, five times not over ninety wins, and many times in the mid to high nineties, and always had a winning record since two thousand twelve when you were promoted. So. Uh, obviously, you've done a fantastic job, but uh, I, you know, I happen to have been at uh, uh, at least three three of the uh, uh, eliminations. They were at home, uh, and uh, as you said, you've been in the playoffs four times and haven't got through that division series yet. Uh, what I mean, looking back on it, is it just a crapshoot, just bad luck uh, at the wrong time, uh, or was there something else to be done in those seasons? Uh, you know, how do you feel about the fact that uh, the playoffs haven't gone as the regular season has gone for you guys? 
Yeah, it's you know we've played we've played first of all we've played great great teams in the playoffs obviously uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. you know since 2012 you know and for an eight year period which is a long period of time we you know we've got the uh, second or third most wins in all of baseball behind the Dodgers uh, we've won four division titles uh, uh, we won one wild card so we're in the playoffs for the fifth time in, in eight seasons uh, and we've gone to game we've gone to elimination game five uh, you know three times so uh, you you were at the stadium in three of those. Uh, three of those uh, uh, elimination games and we lost all three. So if you could stay out of the stadium, this elimination, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, those games are so razor thin that, uh, that, you know, you have to play a perfect game of baseball to beat uh, the San Francisco giants one year who went on to win the world series and, and then the Chicago Cubs who were terrific that year. And uh, obviously the, you know, the, the Dodgers uh, that, that third time, all game fives, all at home, all, uh, you know, nip and tuck the whole way. And, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, the ball, the ball bounces on the line one time, or you get a, you know, a, a, a controversial call another time and, and that type of thing. And it doesn't go your way. So, Hey, you just chalk it up. And, uh, my job as a general manager and our job as a front office is to get to the dance as many times as you can and see if you can see if you can be the hot team and maybe the ball bounce your way and you, and uh, you have a parade down Pennsylvania Avenue. That's what we're trying to do here. You know our uh, our mantra and our and our uh, our statement is to uh, you know to play meaningful games in September and October. You know we've done that over the last eight seasons, and uh, and you know we're proud of that. But uh, we have not reached our ultimate goal, and our ultimate goal is to uh, win a World Series. I was fortunate enough in 2001 with the Diamondbacks to win one, and uh, there's no feeling like it. Yeah, I, I won't be there, so you, maybe you will find out if I was indeed the jinx. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, re- remembering back, uh, it felt like you were the favorite or had a thought to be an excellent chance in, in most of those series, even though you were playing excellent teams, as you mentioned, Dodgers, Cubs, Cardinals, Giants. I mean, the Giants at that time, 2000, 2012, uh, 2014, uh, obviously they won the World Series, so uh, you face some uh, great teams, uh, certainly teams with great pitching, but you have Scherzer going. Obviously, Milwaukee's been hot lately, uh, but so has your team. Your team has been fantastic. You were under 500 well into the season and got in the playoffs uh, ahead of Milwaukee. You have the home field. Uh, do you feel better, different, anything going into this one as, as opposed to the others? Uh, you know, I don't think we feel any different or, or any better. We, you know, we we're confident going into those other series. We're confident going into this series, you know, having, having a home game was important to us. We played extremely hard. You know, we won, we had an eight game uh, homestand to end the season and, and we won all eight games and uh, against some tough competition who were playing for something also. So we, uh, you know, we felt that, uh, you know, for the first time that uh, in, in those other seasons when, you know, we went 98, 96, 95 and 97 games, you know, we were the prohibitive favor going into it. We had, we had clinched a division uh, weeks, if not several weeks before, uh, before playing in a playoff game, then had a four day layoff and, and then played, uh, uh, we started our series. So, you know, we had to, uh, we had to crawl, we had to uh, crawl from, uh, uh, and, you know, from, May 24th, uh, we, we were playing playoff baseball because we had dug ourselves such a deep hole. So we've been playing playoff style, playoff caliber, playoff mentality baseball for about four and a half months right now. And uh, and we hope that we continue that uh, that mindset and that, that grinding 
uh, type of mentality going into uh, the the game tomorrow against a tough uh, Milwaukee team that's played us extremely well this year uh, and uh, have that grinding uh, uh, type of mentality with, uh, you know, what starts with Craig Council, uh, you know, one of the ultimate grinders of all time. The, the playoffs are what's on everybody's mind right now, but I, I, at last couple of questions, I want to touch on the, the offseason to some degree. You've done really well with free agency. Now, there have been other general managers uh, who have been very successful and uh, been hit or miss or, or even mostly miss on free agency, uh, and, and that's just the way it's been. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously Corbin did fantastic this year. That was your big signing in the offseason uh, after not getting uh, Harper done. Uh, Scherzer is one of the best free agents of all time, and not only the big ones, but I mean, Howie Kendrick uh, could not have been uh, any better for you guys. Incredible uh, signing that that was on a two-year deal. Is there some trick to free agency that the rest of us don't know about, or uh, how have you managed to to bet uh, close to a thousand on free agency? Well, I think I think that you know the way we the way we uh, attack it here uh, with the Nationals is you know we we get all our information, all our data, and we do all our due diligence on makeup and character and and that type of thing. And I, I really do believe that uh, you know kind of kind of the way I, uh, I I attack free agency is you know when you're giving these long term contracts out, I always I always say that you know you're it's you're not uh, you're not you're not betting on on the player. You're betting on the person. We all know what the player is. The ba- back of the baseball card tells us how good he is. And and uh, you know when you're talking about these multi multi million dollar deals, the player is going to be a great player. But uh, you know we kind of put our money on the person. Uh, you know I knew Max Scherzer from uh, his days in Missouri. We drafted him when, when I was with Arizona. We developed him uh, and watched him turn into a superstar. Uh, throughout his career, uh, we knew his character. We knew we knew how he was a leader that we needed in that clubhouse, uh, and uh, so, uh, so several other uh, several other you know character type of players uh, that uh, you know list goes on with Suzuki and Dozier and, and those type of guys. So uh, I think that uh, that plays a big part of it. Analytics and performance obviously is important, uh, but the person and 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 knowing how he'll fit into the clubhouse, I think, is uh, is, a, is a vital part of, of signing these free agents, especially these long-term, very, very expensive free agents. Yeah, last topic. Uh, two guys who, who do have a great makeup and have fit well already in their clubhouse. Uh, uh, Rendon is a, is a free agent, and Strasburg has the uh, option to opt out. You got him signed up early uh, four years ago. Uh did a good job with that, but now he can opt out, uh, excuse me, three years ago with that deal. And he's got four years and a hundred million to go. Uh, you know, obviously we know that you guys tried to sign Harper, uh, last late September. Uh, did you make an effort on, on Rendon? I, I, I mean, I, I can imagine, although I have not privy to any of these conversations, the Arenado deal, uh, you know, may have helped hurt. I'm not sure, but uh, that that's an obvious potential comp there. And I don't know if that got in the way or what, but uh, do you still have hopes on Rendon and, and Strasburg for, for keeping them? Uh, and, and also was there, was there any, I mean, I, I think it was on a radio show you threw out that you'd sign up Soto for 180 million. I don't know if you were uh, just having fun or what did you, did you actually attempt that at some point? Is that a real thing? We, we you know we certainly love uh, you know both Rendon and Strasser, both guys near and dear to my heart. We we drafted, signed, developed uh, both of them. You know they're our homegrown guys, and uh, you know they've been with us for a long, long time. Uh, you know these guys earned these guys earned uh, you know the right to test the free agent market. Anthony's been a terrific player for us for six plus years. Uh, we uh, we've made several attempts 
to sign him, you know, before he became a free agent. That hasn't worked out. We'll certainly, uh, uh, we're certainly still uh, 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 try and sign him uh, if he becomes a free agent. Uh, and uh, and the same thing with Strauss. You know, with Strauss is a, is a, a person that uh, we've been through a lot together. He and I personally and uh, and professionally, mm-hmm. he's been with us for a, for a very very long time. I think he likes being here. I think uh, we love having both of them. And uh, I think we have as good a chance as any to sign both of them. Right. You you mentioned your relationship with Strasburg. That's obviously the case. I think you did a very nice thing. I, I know that was controversial in 2012, uh, coming off of his Tommy John. Or, uh, he obviously had pitched that year, but you had set up a limit and he didn't pitch in the playoffs. I don't. I covered that whole playoffs. I don't think it had anything to do with your not winning that series. You you didn't win it because the bullpen didn't hold that lead against St. Louis. Edwin Jackson stepped in and, and replaced Strasburg and did a very nice job starting. So I'm going to go on record. That had nothing to do with it. And uh, he, he certainly has loved it there in Washington, I'm sure, as you know. So uh, I think you'd have a, a pretty good chance on, on that one. Uh, and I think both guys probably love it. So we will see. But uh, anyway, Mike Rizzo, it's been a, a pleasure for you to join us. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we wish you the best of luck uh, as the postseason gets underway here. My pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. So before we dive in here and get to John in just a sec here, uh, you know, hiring can be a slow process. In Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee. So he went to ZipRecruiter, posted his job, found the best person for the role in just a few days. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, try ZipRecruiter for free at the web address ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, we dive into our Baseball Insider segment. This is where it gets real. This is John Heyman with his nose to the ground, or is it nose to the ground, ears to the ground? I don't know what you got on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. But, Rhinestone? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Just tell us who's going to be the next manager of, for example, I'm just throwing out the first one because we know it's open. What are you hearing about the San Francisco Giants? Well, I think Bob Guerin is is a candidate. Uh, he was a manager of Oakland previously, but he was hired in L.A. to be the bench coach uh, when Farhan Zaidi was there as the general manager. He's now in charge in San Francisco. Guerin was also in New York. I think the connection there was J.P. Ricciardi. So, um, you know, if I had a guess, I'm going to say Guerin's a, a real possibility. Obviously, Henzi Mullins is there in the front office. I, I don't get an indication uh, that he will get the job. He probably will get considered. He was a, a holdover, so... Uh, right now, I'm going to slightly favor Garen on that job. All right, let's move along. It was a Giants-Royals World Series not too long ago. The Royals have a gig open now, too. What do you think is happening there? Yeah, this one I think is the best to find. I, I, could, I feel more, most comfortable with this guest. Uh, Mike Matheny, the ex-Cardinals manager, uh, also from uh, Missouri there. It's funny that Garen could move from Oakland to San Francisco, and Matheny was with St. Louis. I could see him in Kansas City. He worked under Dayton Moore, the GM. 
this year it's brought in. I know that uh, the Kansas City organization likes Mike Matheny a lot. So I'm going to say he's the favorite, but I'm not going to rule out uh, Pedro Grafal, who's been a coach there in Kansas City, very highly respected and really a, a force in that clubhouse uh, already. So uh, I, I think he has an outside shot. I'll be surprised if it's not one of those two, Matheny or Grafal. So now there's all this speculation again. We're taping this on a Monday, and who knows if Mickey Calloway and Gabe Kapler have gigs by the time people are listening to this. Let's start with the Phillies, if you don't mind. They finished 81 and 81. And if you're going to spend crazy money, as they, as they did, they said they were going to do it, and they did that, uh, you want a little bit better than 500. So is that on Kapler? And if he takes the fall, who's got next? Yeah, I'm not sure it's Kapler's fault. I, I do think there is a good chance that he will take the fall, and I could be proven wrong uh, if this comes out and he is given uh, an extension or kept on or whatever. But at this point, I think that uh, as we tape this on Monday, it appears that the momentum would be for them to hire a new manager. We had Matt Klintak on uh, a few weeks ago, and he gave a very high praise uh, for Kapler, I, I don't think that's changed. I, I still think Matt Klintak is a supporter of uh, Kapler, but it does appear uh, that the owner, who John Middleton, who was traveling with the team, is considering things beyond analytics at this point. And uh, Kapler had a, two years. He won 80 games the first year, 81 games the second year. Uh, after the team acquired five All-Stars, uh, only got – a half a game better because uh, they were 80 and 81 than to 81 and 81. And I think some people around the organization who have the year of Middleton have noted that the, it could be more discipline, uh, that the rules weren't strong enough and that uh, it, it seemed a little bit loose at, the, at times. And so I think that Philadelphia uh, is more likely than not to move on. Again, I could be proven wrong, but at this point, I think that there's a good chance there will be a change there. So the Mets, and we're doing speculation too, and it's funny, the Mets and Indians ended up with the same record. Noah Syndergaard had a funny spot on tweet about that, saying that I guess we were fringe playoff teams after all. Uh, do, do the Mets make a change? And, and if they do, who do you like? Yeah, you know, at this point, uh, we know that the Mets uh, higher-ups are going to be meeting uh, sometime this week. They haven't said when. I, I do believe it's going to be soon. Uh, Mickey Callaway will not be part of those meetings. Uh, he is driving down to Florida. He's not invited into those meetings. I mean, that's a bad sign. I just feel like right now there's uh, – while Callaway did a great job in the clubhouse, did a nice job in the second half. They were 20 games over, 46 and 26 in the second half. Uh, he does have to get credit for that. Uh, there just seems to be too much negativity about the strategy uh, in, in, that he employed throughout the year. And uh, if you look at the media, the fans, and what have you, uh, and I, I would say that uh, Mickey Calloway, with one year to go, just, just as Kapler has one year to go, that's kind of the time to make a decision. Do you want to go for the extension or do you want to – opt out and and fire now we obviously joe uh didn't happen with joe madden he was brought back for his final year a little different situation madden a hero in chicago uh they had to give him that final year and plus he was making six million dollars a little different than somebody making about a million or close to a million as callaway again i could be proven wrong but at this point i would say that there's more much more likely than not that the mets also make a change like philadelphia and that will give us how many uh, – that will give us eight, I believe, eight. Yeah, we eight could go high, high as nine or ten as far we as we could. know. Yeah, we could. Let's let's hope not. We're not rooting for that, of course. No. But uh, we, I could see uh, we're already at six, and so I, I could see it 
it easily getting to uh, eight uh, with the two NL East teams uh, joining the fray. Last one for you, John, before we wrap up and appreciate your time as always. You mentioned you're not rooting for chaos and upheaval, but in a weird way, aren't you a little disappointed there wasn't some wacky four-way tie for something? Because it sure looked, <laughs> sure looked like this year was going to be the year for that. Absolutely. It did look good for that. The National League looked like it could be set up for that. And uh, look, Washington got very hot. Milwaukee got really hot, didn't lose a game for a while. Uh, They had a favorable schedule, so I kind of figured that even though they were basically tied with the Cubs with uh, two weeks to go, that they were in a good position. But, uh, yeah, it it, it looked close. The Cubs and the Mets could have been in there tied with Milwaukee at least. And uh, uh, it would have been nice to see. Uh, It would have been nice to work out. But we love the wild card games, and we've got those coming up. And I, I think that's great. Uh, we love the one-game scenario. I do. Uh, you may not love it. I know that when I said I loved it last week, I got about uh, 500 tweets at me saying it's not <laughs> fair. But you know what? You know How often they play 162 games and uh, a, a division winner is, is, is separated by one game from a, a non-playoff team? It's happened many, many, many times. So uh, it doesn't bother me that it's one game. Everybody knows going in what the rules are. And uh, you got to win this game or you're out. And, and look, wildcard teams have won it. We saw San Francisco win. Uh, we saw the Marlins win. It is possible. It isn't uh, that onerous. And I think it's, uh, it's fair and it makes things interesting. And you know what? People are going to be tweeting at you anyway. So. I know. I know. Yeah. It's never, hey, it's never good on Twitter, as you no, know. No, it never is. Hey, John, next time we do one of these, we'll know who the wild card advancers are. Appreciate your time, as always. And I really appreciate our guests today, too. Joe Girardi and Mike Rizzo making it, indeed, big-time baseball. It's presented by Radio.com Sports. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching Big Time Baseball. You can also find it on Twitter at RDC Sports. Until next time, for John Heyman, Josh Lewin. Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of Radio.com Sports.